0: Tantrum House Board Gaming Podcast is recorded live from Studio WKRD in Greenville, South Carolina. This podcast is brought to you by our friendly local game store, Boardwalk, purveyors of fine games. Bezier Games, the new classics. AEG, we make fun. The Game Steward, your second chance at Kickstarter games. And Game Toppers LLC, upgrading your gaming experience. Your hosts are here to help you sort through the cardboard commotion to help you find the diamonds in the rough. So buckle up, especially if you're driving right now, because you're about to arrive at the Tantrum House.
1: Hello, hello, and welcome to the Tantrum House podcast show. This is Kevin. Ryan. Anna. Other Ryan. And Hannah. In the house. Woo. Welcome to the show. We have the B team here without <laughs> <laughs> without the um, normal crew. Uh, Will and Sarah and Melissa and others are playing a game and they didn't want to talk to to you today. I mean, I'm just kidding. <laughs> they wanted to continue playing their game. I am just joking. But uh, that's what they said. But uh, we are excited to bring you today's podcast. And we're going to give you all the behind the scenes and things that we shouldn't be talking about in today's podcast So that Will and Sarah will never let us do this again. Fantastic. Um, Wonderful. Today's show, we will be doing some games that we've been playing and events that we've been um, participating in. Then we'll do our regular Kickstarter segment. And then we'll talk about some stuff about Essen coming up um, in just a few weeks. So I guess we'll start off with games we've been playing. What have you guys been doing?
0: Uh, I was able to get some of my favorites to the table. I don't know if you've ever played Call to Adventure. But I really like it, so I highly recommend it. If you haven't played it, uh, hit me up. Let's play <laughs> it. Uh, I also got to play Blazing again. That's a good one from 25th Century Games. Came out last year. Lots of fun. Uh, that was. I had a friend over. It was not his cup of tea, unfortunately. Mm-hmm. He had a hard time with it. It was coffee? Uh, maybe. I don't yeah. know. <laughs> and then I um, also got to play uh, Race for the Galaxy, which was like the eye-opener game that, like, there was a whole industry of board games that i wasn't aware of and i needed to like get addicted so it was fun to get to play that again
1: cool
2: Um, So I guess this also talks about what we've been doing is I got to play live and also um, I got to play another time as Drunk Drawer from 25th Century Games. It's one of those tile laying games where you have four different sections and each section has a different goal and everyone is putting out the same piece but can pick a different section to start in. Um, It's a little fast 25 minute game. It depends on how you do. And sometimes if you run out of room and have to stop Ryan you actually end up winning the game
3: that's how (laughs) that was my hardcore strategy it worked who won the first one was it Sarah and then me
2: in my head, you won everything, so maybe oh, it was you uh, twice. I'm
3: cool with that. <laughs> I'm pretty sure Sarah won the first one at the game Yeah, but
2: won. we played that during our uh, live uh, 13-hour Game-a-thon, and it was not 12 hours. It ended
1: up going 13. Yeah, and yeah. It,
4: it did go over. And yeah. if you
1: go and go watch it, you will not see the end of the game that we'll talk about in just a second. But is there anything else about Junk Drawer before we move on?
2: Yeah. It's a great game if you yeah. like tile Lane games. You absolutely should play it.
3: It's Oops. right up Anna's bowling alley i
4: I do enjoy it although i want it all to fit perfectly so sometimes the goal cards are a little counterintuitive to Mm. what i actually
0: want it to do agreed Mm. ocd (laughs) so it was over 12 hours so youtube cut it off yeah it is still up you can watch correct well it cuts off at 12 hours Oh, but you can watch yeah you can watch yeah the first 12 hours just like Nobody's was... going to see this after the live. No, no, no. <laughs> wow. Yeah. So, so YouTube cool. like cuts it off yeah. at 12. So, so it's a mystery. Hit you, us up if you, you want to know how it's it ends. It's good to know in the
1: future. We'll be like, you have to come watch us when, it, when we're live because YouTube might not let you watch the actual event, which is kind of funny because we want to talk about <laughs> Blood on the Clock Tower. Yep. Because uh, Hannah... Uh, Melissa's first time. Yeah, it was
2: my first time, it was Melissa's first time, it was Katie's first time. Sarah had played before. Anna had you you played one okay. more time. Yeah. So, uh the four of us, Katie, Sarah, me and Melissa, we were the bad demon imp team, minions whatever, the bad guys. you are the bad guys. Uh when three of us had never played before and three of us aren't great at social deduction games, it adds to social anxiety
0: Melissa actively didn't want to play because she hates (laughs) those kind of games Yeah, and she especially hates being the evil people it (laughs) she got stuck doing it it I was just watching the whole time I was feeling bad I I can tell she's not enjoying this
2: (laughs) I'm also a person who gets uh, a lot of social anxiety so social deduction is terrible Um, but then I realized that my teammates were worse than me so I had to step up anyway so my uh claim to fame is i got to convince jonah the entire time that i was good even though he had information that one of his two neighbors was bad and he never suspected me in fact he defended me like the
1: whole time the entire time well, ryan hendrick was our gm which was our yep. what's it called the grimoire
3: uh the storyteller, storyteller. of the grimoire yes uh, of the
1: grimoire can you give us a little bit of behind the scenes because you sort of like orchestrated the whole thing
3: yes yeah, so the storyteller the it's, it's a pretty cool concept for Blood on the Clock Tower because someone orchestrates the chaos. And so the storyteller's role is to keep the game going, obviously uh, make sure that everyone understands what they're doing, explain roles, things like that, but also make sure that the game's moving between its day and night cycles, keeps it going, because uh, if the storyteller doesn't, people will just talk until... Yeah, there's 12 of us
2: you're trying to wrangle.
3: Yeah, (laughs) so I used a bell this time. It worked out
1: great. It was great.
3: Yeah, I I will never do it any other way ever again, unless I can get an app that has church bells. That'd be pretty cool. Uh, but it was my first time doing it. It was a ton of fun. I'm looking forward to doing it more. Uh, it, was, it was definitely a learning experience. The first night you're supposed to wake certain people up, and I missed about three of them. <laughs> <laughs>
2: it played into my hands wonderfully. Hey,
3: And that, that's, that's the cool thing is as the storyteller, you just say, hey, just so you guys know, I did something wrong. All right, have fun. <laughs>
4: you know, <laughs> yep.
2: have to explain everything,
0: that's and then exactly
4: they
2: have
3: right.
1: to figure it out. It was great. So it was a really good time. Uh, So I did hear uh, Will had such a great time that he was interested in trying it again, maybe having its own stream so you can actually watch a game from start to finish. Uh, We did some unique things. We had a little, like, hot take room uh, where people could go and just share their thoughts uh, uh, that they wanted to share with the audience that no one else could listen to. And Hannah. So...
2: It's no secret that I'm not a fan of social deduction games. In fact, it might be go so far as to utterly dislike them. And so my only goal is I'm a terrible liar. I look guilty whether I'm good or bad. So I just decided to play the truth. Once I figured out what my lie was, I stuck to it. And anything anyone told me, I only told the truth. So even in the confessional, I told the truth and, um, I got to be a scarlet woman and that was never a title I wanted applied to me in my life.
1: <laughs> oh, so you can go and back yeah. and you can actually watch that. That is still recorded, even though the the stream did get cut off early. I was gonna mention there were people the next day who were like Wondering what happened. That
3: stinks though, the fact that it cut off. I didn't right. know that. But
1: like yeah. let me tell you, it
2: was probably three or four days of me going through the entire three hours of like what could I have done differently? It stuck with me forever. So if you were watching live, you got to
1: watch the whole thing. But uh, but uh, but yeah. after what after we cut the live, then you only got to see the first couple hours.
3: <sighs> it's like You know when Rocky and Bullwinkle was on TV and (laughs) you would see just a random episode and it always ended on a cliffhanger and then they play the next episode and it was completely different? (laughs) Yes. It was not the next episode? Yeah. Yeah. That's what that feels like. So
1: we'll have some cool ideas about the next time we do it and Ryan's already like – um, having a nervous breakdown over there because Ryan was pushing all the buttons behind
0: the scenes making sure people were you did a right great spot. job I've dissociated myself from it I wasn't realizing <laughs> it was that amazing. I was involved in another one
2: <laughs> <laughs> you did no.
1: so great yeah Ryan you did a good job <laughs> yeah. and it did show on the video if you can go watch the first part of it there in the 12 hour live stream um, yeah it's it was really interesting and have some cool ideas if we do it in the future
2: my adrenaline is up just talking about the
1: experience. <laughs> That's the kind of game Blood on the Clock Tower is. Yes. That's right. So, um, and if you're coming to Tantrum Con, dun, dun. Dun, 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 segue oh. there, I'm sure you could play Blood on the Clock Tower live because badges just went on sale today. Um, and if you're listening to this, it's been gone on for a week. So you can go check at TantrumCon.com um, and sign up to join us in Charlotte, North Carolina, January 25th through the 28th. And uh, have some fun. Absolutely. Playing games like that. So one more game before we move into our Kickstarter conniption. Um, I've been playing a game uh, I played a few games of Mythic Mischief and that is a two player, you can play more players but it's usually, it's a head to head uh, game of um, where you have different factions and you are trying to move the groundskeeper around to or to have them catch the uh, students and Melissa and I played this live. So you can check that out. Mythic mischief volume two is on Kickstarter for just a little while longer. If you're listening to this, um, and they've already raised quite a significant amount of money. And if you've not played volume one, um, you can go back volume two because it's a basically a standalone game um uh, there's gargoyles and there's gnomes and fairies and werewolves in this expansion or this uh standalone game and you can watch melissa and i play werewolves versus gargoyle no werewolves versus fairies anyway Ooh. i may have beat melissa how could the fairies ever win against she you? almost beat me but you have to go see how that all happened.
3: What I want to know is how can the fairies be mistaken for gargoyles? <laughs>
1: well, I was free, I forgot which ones we actually played, yeah. <laughs> all right, well, without further ado, let's move to our Kickstarter, Conniption. Kickstarter Conniption! All right, for this Kickstarter conniption, these are games launching the end of September and the beginning of October. Uh, we have four games that we're going to talking about, and Ryan's going to start us off.
0: Coming on September 26th is Defenders of the Wild. Dun, dun, dun. This is from Outlandish Games. Designer Henry Audubon and T.L. Simons. We
1: know Henry. He's been to Cantum Con. Yeah. Segway number two.
0: Yeah, So <laughs> check out Tantrum Con if you want to meet him. He'll probably have his game there. He probably will. Yeah. That'll be exciting. Cool. It looks really cool. I like um, the artwork. It kind of reminds me of By Order of the Queen. Mm-hmm, I agree. A little bit yeah. in the anthropomorphic animals uh you are one of four factions of animals uh that have all banded together it's a cooperative game uh and you're banding together against the rise of the machines there's a bunch of machines that are kind of uh coming into your woodlands and trying to i guess tear the trees down Oh, this this one's like strangling a stork or something. Okay, let's cover. stop there. <laughs> <laughs> that got real dark so, real quick. Anyway, they're evil, and you got to use your animal powers. I guess. Of uh, here's some example cards. Hacking, you can move all mechs in one habitat. Divination, so I guess there's a little bit of magic. And pathfinder move twice with one action. So there's a modular hex map, and so it's going to change every time. Uh, And you are fighting machines. I'm not sure exactly what all mechanics are involved, but it's um, got sort of a. Oh, it's sorry. I I thought they were saying there was RPG elements. It looks like there's a rules light RPG that's also being released alongside it in the same universe that you can check out as well. So check that out. Defenders of the wild.
3: All right. What
0: do you got? Yeah,
3: coming out in early October is Wasabi, a game of raw skill. And this is by Kid's Table BG. Cool. So the premise of this is you are a sushi chef. I had to make sure that I enunciated because I was... Butchering
4: I was, uh, <laughs> <laughs> it earlier. I was going to say oh. slurring with
3: style. Uh, but in this game, you're, you're a master sushi chef... Basically, you're going to be creating orders, and your cool. kitchen space is going to be shrinking over the course of doing that, and then whoever has the most points at the end wins. Cool. The art's pretty cool, and uh, Anna actually has a wasabi story. Oh, I'll tell
4: Yes, fun fact. So Ryan and I spent time in Japan earlier this year, uh, and come to find out, I actually like real wasabi. Um, the stuff that you get here in the U.S. is Very fake, Um, and I actually was hesitant to try it, but we went to a little – it wasn't really a hole in a wall. It was a really nice restaurant, but it was just kind of off of a side street, and the chef brings out um, a steak, a ribeye, and says, I highly recommend mixing a little bit of salt with this wasabi and then dipping the steak in it, Mm. and it was life-changing. It was so good.
3: Cool. This is a one-pound ribeye, too. We split that baby in half. That thing okay. is massive. Oh, goodness. Cool. It's delicious.
2: Hannah? Well, coming uh, September 27th is a expansion to The Shivers Ooh. called Triple Terror, which brings three new exciting expansions to the pop-up adventure game, and it's 12 new playable episodes with new pop-up rooms and new tiers for new players. So I've gotten to play the base game, The Shivers. We even have a live playthrough on it of mm-hmm. it on our channel. It is kind of like if you are really into role-playing games and want to introduce to your children, say like your middle school or high schoolers, how to play. It's a pop-up mansion and you have them solve a mystery. That's cool. And it's beautifully Mm. illustrated. It looks really cool. It's like almost like if you were the Scooby-Doo gang without being the Scooby-Doo gang and you get to solve mysteries and it's very simple to set up. Even if you yourself want to get into role playing, it's a good way to start. That's the Shivers Expansions Triple Terror coming to Kickstarter on September
1: 27th. Back to you, Kevin. All right, I have one more uh, in the segment. It is from Greenfeet Games. They're launching a re implementation of the Pirate Republic in the beginning of October. This is called the Pirate Republic Africa Gambit. Now, the game's for one to five players and takes about 60 to 90 minutes to play. This is a sort of semi co op game, and uh, you have a little bit of deck building. And it's an adventure game where you are going about and basically trying to get riches. I mean, you're a pirate, so you're doing piratey things, doing doing that stuff. There is a campaign mode in the game as well, and this re-imple- re-implementation brings new pirates, um, and and uh, adds the West Africa riches to the game. So that's the Pirate Republic Africa Gambit from Greenfeet Games coming at the beginning of October I think we're going to move into sort of our main topic of the evening, which is games coming out at Essen Spiel or close by there. And uh, Melissa and I put together a full uh, video of over 20 games that we're excited about. And we'll mention a few of them on here and some maybe not that we didn't mention. Hint, hint keep listening and um yeah so some of these games that we're going to talk about we've played and we want to talk a little bit about our experiences and ryan you actually played one of these on our 12-hour game-a-thon
0: yeah i won every game that i played except (laughs) chip trick from mandu games 12 chip trick 12 chip trick sorry (laughs) i I never get the name right (laughs) i think that night i kept calling it chick trip (laughs) Um, but it it has nothing to do with checks or or tripping no it is uh you're trying to take sort of like card tricks um but instead you are bidding chips like poker chips Mm -hmm. um and you are trying to ultimately get a collection of chips that doesn't break 21 like in blackjack but is the highest number you can and then if everybody does break 21 than whoever has the very highest wins so it's kind of like (laughs) Hmm. you know get below 21 but if you don't go all out (laughs) (laughs) go big or go home it seemed
2: really hard to stay under 21 when i was watching y'all play yeah
0: yeah i just i couldn't grasp the strategy behind it because uh, i was like do i play low hoping that i i don't get it but then i'll end up with a high token if i play a high token i might be stuck winning it and then i'll get one of the if if you win you have to take you have to take the first poker chip and if you are taking a poker chip and there's a red one available you have to take one of those so people can kind of force you to take uh chips that are going to cause you to bust Mm -hmm. and and if you win then that chip goes in front of you face up and you can never use that chip again yeah so i think when we played on camera i was it came down to where I could only play one chip on the very last round and it was the 12. So I knew I was going to win it and I was just stuck taking whatever they gave me. <laughs> um, so it, it, although the rules are fairly simple, there is some, uh, thinky strategy involved about, okay, if I play this, then they could play that. And this chip is still out there somewhere. Cause you can do some chip counting card counting, <laughs> uh, so, yeah, it was a fun game. I Manu got Games. 21,
1: the one game. Were you in that? Did you play that with I it? think you did. Yeah, that was, yeah.
0: The, yeah. That was, I was like, I saw it at the very, well, the last round. I was like,
1: oh, I can actually get 21.
0: Yeah. So, s- some people are naturals. <laughs> I am not one of those. <laughs> Congratulations, Kevin. Well done. Well, it was just random
1: because the chips that came out at the end, was like, I can actually, like, get it. Yeah. So it was I enjoyed it. I've yeah. enjoyed every play of it, even the ones I haven't won.
0: Oh, well there you go. So So keep your eyes open. Apparently it's coming out. Yeah. At Eschenspiel. Do you guys have something? Yeah. Uh,
3: at Gen Con we got to play My Island. Ooh, from so, Cosmos. Yeah, from nice. Cosmos. Um they made my city. This is kind of a different iteration of that. It's not a direct sequel or anything like that, right? No, but it, it's got it's just, similarities in that. Yeah, it's got the same vibe. Campaign. Mhm. Yeah, and that's uh we only played the first the first scenario, right? Did we play any No, we played two.
4: We played two, but we couldn't put any of the stickers or anything that was. They because it was what everybody <sighs> have done was it done
3: anyway.
1: have Done it. You're, oh, like, you're
3: such a rebel! <laughs> <laughs>
4: yeah,
3: so it was. Uh, I mean, it's it's very much about maximizing how you place things on the board. So is that it like, is,
1: what's the mechanic? Like, are you doing like pulling Tetris pieces or
3: kind of? I mean, well, we, these ones weren't really Tetris pieces; they were similar shapes i mean they were all hexagons and there might be three in a row or two or and they had different symbols so some were walls some were wheat, things like that and you had uh depending on the scenario there were different places that you had to put them in order to score points so certain ones had to be on the beach houses had to be on the beach that's what it was uh so it was it was an interesting game i think uh didn't Jonah play through that recently? And he's, he's going to be having through, a video he's coming. He's going
1: to get a video out soon. Yep. Sure. Yep. Yeah.
3: Yeah. So check that out to learn more.
2: So at our uh, last game night on Saturday, Kevin at Kevin and Melissa's house, um, I got to play Pyramido. That's from um, Synapsis Games, mm-hmm. in which you're building a four level pyramid out of these domino tiles. And you have to pay attention to both the color, the little extra symbols on those colors, mm-hmm. and what you do in that first five by 4 grid that you put down will affect the rest of your game because you can only score points if you can put down a tile that has a symbol and you still have that matching color token available. And then it's one point per symbol that's visible. And as you're going up in your levels, the ones that were visible previously still count. But then your lowest one, you get to double the score of whatever's visible. So there's a lot of thinking and messing up and trying to conceptualize these things. But you're picking from three different piles and then you choose for the next player what they get to play.
1: It's kind of very interesting because you are, you know, you're building a pyramid, but the next level, you're basically seeing the outside um, border of the previous level. So you're trying to place your your symbols so that they align on the outside. Correct. So you can use them again, so for, use the them again for the next, one. next round because if they get covered, then you never get to see them oh, again. Oh well. Yeah. Yeah, I really did enjoy it, and I'm uh, I'm interested in playing it again. So there's, was it four levels? Four levels. Yeah. The last one, you're only placing one tile. Yeah, I lucked and, out. And
2: hope it's correct. You do have some extra little um, squares where you mm-hmm. can cover up um, the colors and change the colors a little bit to help you out if you get stuck. But as it said, if you mess up your grid and like have empty spaces, uh, sorry, you lose and you don't get to play anymore. So you yeah, have to was like kind of funny it's like I better make sure I don't do that. And I'm like, oh no, I'm turning them sideways. Does it still make the right rectangle shape yeah. if I'm going out? But no, it was a lot of fun and if you like those kind of Tetrisy trying to figure out tiling games, you should check out Pyramid-O. It's for two to four players, plays about forty five minutes from Synapsis games.
1: Cool. Uh, a couple that I wanted to mention. Um, are Imperial Miners. Um, I have a video on that. That is a game in the Imperial Settlers universe, and it is sort of like a tableau building game, and you are building a mine, and you're trying to place the cards in the right spot. The art's cool. The mechanics are kind of fun. It plays pretty fast, and that's from Portal Games. And then Nucleum is a opposite. It's a very heavy game. It's probably one of the heavier games from Board and Dice, And it's a mixture of games like Brass, Birmingham, and Barrage. If if those names sound familiar to you, those are more on the heavier side, but very interesting in like an action selection type game. Highly recommend it, but it's definitely for a heavier um, gameplay. And then one of my favorite games I played recently is uh, The White Castle, and that is from uh, De Vere, and that is a dice worker placement game. So the, The White Castle is probably near the... Definitely near the top of the games that I would recommend checking out if you're going to Essen. And if not, you can wait for them to come to retail. The other ones you can go check out on our video. Um, We have uh, Kootenahora from CGE, uh, Evacuation from Delicious. Um, Some of these companies you may be familiar with. uh, They put out some great games and uh, we highly recommend them. Um, Some of the ones that I find interesting, I'm just not sure if I have a lot of information on them. There's a game about hot air balloons called Havalandi and it looks really cool, the board game cover. It, like to me wins the board game cover art. But then when I looked inside the board game, it didn't win the board game art. So, so like the art inside didn't match the board but game. But should cover.
2: you judge a game by
1: its cover? I always do. One
3: hundred percent. Yeah.
1: <laughs> So anyway, um, and we'll have some more videos like, uh, Ryan, other Ryan mentioned Jonah's working on a, my Island video and uh, we've got some other videos coming that you can check out on our channel. Um, but yeah, don't forget tantrum com uh, for board game or for our tantrum con sale badge sales are already live and any other uh, final.
0: Yeah. So our Kickstarter just wrapped up yeah. as of the, uh, yeah, this- When this goes live, it will have just wrapped up. So we want to thank everybody who contributed to our Kickstarter. We will have a game found open with our pledge manager Mm -hmm. that you can make late pledges as well. So just because you missed the Kickstarter doesn't mean you missed out on all the cool stuff. So check that out. And we really appreciate your support. And thank you for staying tuned. To our awesome podcast, even <laughs> though we don't have the Meadows, because they're still playing their game. <laughs> <We're still laughs> yes, they are. still playing their game. As we're
1: oh, we should talk about, um, so we have a few minutes. Uh, are you watching any shows, you know, Ryan? Ooh. We've been
0: going back and play, uh, watching through Alone. It's a History Channel thing. Okay. With, they send people out into the wilderness. That sounds- I want to watch Ahsoka. But I haven't gotten to it yet. <laughs> okay, I'm caught up on Ahsoka. I'd highly recommend yeah, it. I'm, I'm trying not to talk to you too much because I don't <laughs> want to. <laughs> no, spoilers. <laughs> spoilers. <laughs> uh, you guys over there watching any? Yeah, we uh we actually just watched the live action
3: adaptation of One Piece on Netflix. I was Netflix. hoping someone
1: oh, don't would say anything. that. I just watched the first episode. <gasps> okay. It's so, good. so we can talk about the first episode unless Oh yeah, I mean episode. I'm not going
3: to do any spoilers. It's it's funny. It's one of those shows so I'm familiar with the anime. I yes. I had seen mm-hmm. some of the episodes back in the day and everything. Uh, I'm not. Uh, I'm not caught up. There's over a thousand. <laughs> oh no! You is there can't. really plenty? Yeah, plenty of it's, source material. It's, I, it's the basically the lasting? biggest manga. I don't know about the longest,
0: but it's it's, it's the biggest one yeah. in Japan. Is is there a guy who's like Stretch Armstrong?
2: That yeah, is. The that, is the ma- like, that is the main character. Monkey D. Luffy. And
0: is that like unusual?
1: He in...
2: eats the gum gum fruit.
1: I did see that in the first episode. <laughs> yeah, you almost
3: spoiled it. Uh, but <laughs> yeah, he. Uh, yeah. Yeah. There, there's. It's one of those shows where. It should not work. It is oh. so all over the place. But they do a great job of grounding it. Of ma- The characters are great. It's this band of misfits coming yeah, together and having to work together. They, yeah. There's gravitas. Yeah. They have depth. Mm-hmm. There's backstory. You understand their motivation. I mean, it's It's, it's only great. eight episodes.
2: And they did, a, I think it is. How many episodes? It's eight, eight. episodes in this all, first season. They're an
3: hour a pop. Yeah,
2: okay. I would say it is the best live a live adaptation anime i have ever seen and i'm a huge anime fan and i we've watched, we've watched um, many live adaptions it's the best one i've ever seen let's be honest the
3: bar was really low was but really this low. one <laughs> this they, one jumps oh, high absolutely. this high vaults over the the
2: ball. characters it's great. look like their characters in the anime with still while still looking human okay and, yeah, like, I, I think they did such a great job. I would say the job. main
1: character, the stretch, stretch guy, I mean... I'm Monkey. Dick yeah. Oofy. Yeah. He's a good actor. Yes.
2: He embodies that character
1: so well. Yeah, there are, I will say there's some act- actors in the first episode, I was like, um, they're okay but he was really really good <laughs> yes yeah so. he's solid throughout Yeah,
2: I was so impressed
1: with One Piece you okay. can mm-hmm. watch that yeah so maybe we'll come back and do some more spoilers after no, <laughs> yeah. we need to wait till Kevin sees the rest but it's agree worth it and okay. how awesome it is cool well thanks for watching or listening we appreciate you and uh, check us back next time bye. Bye. bye bye or check back with us something like that Thanks for listening to the Tantrum House Board Game Podcast. If you liked any part of this at all, find and follow us on YouTube, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and tantrumhouse.com. Like us, share us, email us, call us, or send us a postcard to Tantrum House, 306 Barry Drive, that's B-A-R-R-Y, Greer, South Carolina, 29650.